Fox is your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. Turn, hands off the middle, hit the backfield and drilled. Again, 13's there to make the tackle. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation, this is the KLIN Husker Hour. Strike right, three called, and the Huskers are the Big Ten Conference champions. Knocks it, got it, underdog, and then one, exclamation point. Now your hosts, KLIN contributor Cole Stukenholz and KLIN reporter Matt McMaster. Good Saturday morning. A little bit of late start. Welcome to another edition. We weren't on for the last 17 minutes. (laughs) Of the KLIN Husker Hour. Did we turn the microphones on? We're getting that clock back right here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We have uh, a lot to get to in just a little bit of time. Let's go it. There's a tiny bit of recruiting news happening right now. Potentially a five-star quarterback in town right now. We'll get to all of that, yes. Too much news. And uh, hoops, big weekend for that as well. Yeah. But uh, right now, we've got a lot of volleyball to talk about. Tomorrow's a big day. It's the only thing we should be talking about. Huskers playing for the Natty, and we're going to go live to Tampa right now and catch up with our friend Lincoln Arneal from Huskers Illustrated and co-host of the Volleyball State Podcast. Lincoln, good morning. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. I'm good. I'm uh, bracing for this tropical storm we're going to get here later today. But, uh, you know, life in Florida. Are you actually? I didn't know that. Is there an actual tropical storm coming in? It's tropical storm-like. It's not official named storm, but they're predicting, like, some big winds overnight, and it started to drizzle into heavier rains today. So it's, uh, it's life in Florida. Yeah, when in Rome. Is that so? They name those tropical storms. Is this one named like Tropical Storm Beeson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, at a boy. There you go. <laughs> hey, uh, let's let's start with this and get, kind of get a good gauge on just how locked into volleyball folks are right now. How many media appearances between podcasts, radio, TV? Oh. What all have you done this week? Yeah. Uh, I think I've done three radio hits. Uh, I'm taping my third podcast of the week immediately <laughs> after we get done here. Um, and then just had to, had to do a couple stand up videos on my own. It's and, and just between like, there's at least twenty to twenty five media members just from Nebraska that, that are down here. I mean, we are we represent more than half the uh, the, the media horde, if you will. <laughs> Incredible, uh, Lincoln. Tomorrow it'll be on ABC. The big match: Texas versus Nebraska. Uh, in terms of scale. How big is this match for the sport of volleyball? I think this really is an inflection point, and it really is a nice bookend to this season. That's really, I mean, it didn't officially start, but it felt like it really started with the volleyball day in Nebraska. That captured not only, I mean, not only Nebraska, obviously, but it was international news. It captured the world's attention. People mm-hmm. were asking. I've talked to a like, Nebraska alum who played play foreign volleyball in Europe, and they were asked by their teammates, and they had watch parties. So it's it's really captured the attention, and this is kind of, like I said, the other the other end of the spectrum, too. It's a nice wrap-up, get national attention. It's a big deal. I talked to Jordan Larson, and he says this is this is what happens in other countries, too. I mean, they're big professional matches or uh, broadcasts on uh, TV, and that everyone kind of plans their day around it. I don't know how many people have plan their day around it, but sure. I think it's kind of an inflection point and really – a cultural touchstone that will hopefully continue to launch the sport forward. So Pitt had made three straight Final Fours, uh, the only school in which to have accomplished that in uh, the last three seasons. And Nebraska just, I mean, blew them off the court. Did you expect something that dominant? or How, how did that match on Thursday strike you, the way Nebraska really took that by the, by the throat early and, and took it away? I, I expected Nebraska to win. I thought they they had the edge talent-wise and just kind of performance level. 
But what surprised me is Nebraska sometimes will take its foot off the gas a little mm-hmm. bit or just kind of, oh, we got this in the bag or, and, and lose their focus a little bit. But they were locked in. Uh, to me, that made the difference between uh, a fourth set or a fourth set win versus a sweep, too. And Nebraska, I mean, there's a little bit of drama when they gave up three straight points at the end of the second set, but we weren't really stressed at all at any of the end game scenarios. They were in cruise control and really kind of did their thing and were in control of the match from early early on. I mean, it was tight early on, but that's because the sort of force starts zero zero. So I, I was really surprised that Nebraska was able to do that, and maybe was pleasantly surprised that they locked in. They knew the mission at hand and got it got it done. Lincoln, I'm going to make a claim, and then you you can correct me if I'm wrong. But you know, Bergen Riley, Harper Murray. Uh, Lexi Rodriguez, Merritt Beeson, all 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 Americans this season. But one player that that isn't in there is, is Becca Alec. How underappreciated is she? I, I think she is. I mean, you, you talk about kind of the, the spirit animal or kind of the the core of who they are. She really represents that. She is the the touchstone of the team and kind of. Um, I mean, she's very animated on the court, but I. It, she is the power behind their fighting spirit too, yeah. and uh, very, I mean, very demonstrative. But yes, and I think Becca has also really stepped up her game. She's had double-digit blocks each of the last two matches on the biggest stage. That'll get you some extra attention too. Yeah. But and I think when matches when she's kind of not as involved in the offense or is taken away by the defense, that really kind of where Nebraska slips off a little bit too. But to have her engage, her driving that team, and kind of you know, just filling her spirit and her fight just kind of drives the rest of the team and they can feed off of it. Another minute or two here with Lincoln Arneal, the busiest man in show business. Yeah. As uh, as we look ahead to tomorrow, break down this matchup for us. Uh, obviously, our listeners are familiar with how the Huskers attack and defend, but where's Texas strong and, and where's Texas maybe vulnerable? Texas is strong. they got two big studs. Uh, Madison Skinner, who uh, a lot of people argued should have been the uh, national player of the year. She's probably the runner-up to Sarah Franklin and could win uh, volleyball max. Who does their voting at the end of the tournament? Uh, their player of the year. But she she is a phenomenal star. She's going to get hers. And Nebraska has to do a little bit to slow her down, make her look a little bit more. I mean, less superhuman than she is. And then the other big part they have is Asia O'Neill is one of the best middle blockers. Uh, in, in the country, too. And I think that that's going to be the key to the match, too. Nebraska really hasn't seen any good middle blockers this entire tournament. A lot of the teams they've faced have all been very pin-heavy. So it's a matter of how Nebraska lines up and kind of deals with her slide attack and what, what she can do uh, in the middle of the net offensively, too. So that, those two are the kind of the keys to me. Uh, Jenna Winnis, Nebraska is very familiar with her. She transferred from Minnesota from last year. So they've seen her against the Golden Gophers last year, a couple of years. Um, if, if they can make her look average, she, she has a tendency to be a little bit more high air. If they can, the block mm-hmm. can really get to her, that's where Nebraska can make its hay and um, slow down the Longhorn attack. So, um, But, yeah, they're good. They have, they're, they're here for a reason. They have some good, uh, good players. So if Nebraska can take care of business, play some floor defense, and get some good positive touches from their block like they had the last couple of matches, They'll have a fighting chance. It's a good shout on Madison Skinner Lincoln. She was incredible in that match against uh, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. That you know in the in the final four, she was insane. All right, real quick before we get you out of here, call your shot. What, oh. what's going to happen tomorrow? They do it. I mean, it, it's hard to 
Nebraska's I think going to pull it out. It's, it's just it's two storybook of season. Yeah, uh, they they seem like a team of destiny every single year, and this is just kind of the last checkmark box on the uh, achieving all of their goals. I think Nebraska's motivated. They have the defense to to slow down Texas a little bit, and um, they have this the fine determination that we've seen all year on the court. So I think Nebraska does it. It's not going to be a sweep. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Texas Texas can get hot, so it'll be four. Uh, I hope not five. I mean, blood pressure, blood pressure may take a, take a suffer if it goes to five, but it would be a good match, I bet. That's great. Good stuff. All right. Well, hey, say hi, say hi to Jeff as you guys are taping Volleyball State here. Yep. We're uh, we're going to be downloading that soon from Podcast House Media, and uh, we'll read all your coverage on Huskers Illustrated as well. Lincoln Arneal, thanks a lot for the time this morning. Thank you, Lincoln. Thank you. I'll be out this later this afternoon, hopefully. So thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. There he goes, Lincoln Arneal. Real quick. Yeah, uh, volleyball state. Yes, uh, number one volleyball podcast is, in the country. In the country, insane. Like, you, you, I mean, just taking a rocket launcher to every other volleyball podcast. I mean, just, well, it, it, it's that and like how hot the sport is, but also Jeff and Lincoln are, are, are great at what they do. They're best in the business of what they do. So look, if yeah. you listen to us, gotta listen to volleyball state. One of the 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 premier volleyball podcast in the country. But man, am I excited for tomorrow? That's going to be one heck of a match on. Such a massive stage, too. I mean, you could argue yeah. probably the biggest volleyball match maybe in, in NCAA history and no two better opponents. Yeah, well, the numbers from the semifinals, both were 1.1 mil. Yeah, this one's going to crush it with the being on ABC. All right, uh, we've got more volleyball to get to. We will uh, kind of circle back and, and get Matt and I's picks for the game tomorrow, the Natty. Uh, we do have a, a little bit of recruiting notes to get to, Ayo. including maybe... Uh, Maybe a decision having been made. Full back. Full back. Full back. Full back. Okay. I'm not sure what that reference is, but come on back and we'll find out right after this. Full You're back. on the KLI and Husker Hour. Full back. Giving you an inside look at everything Huskers. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN. Big, big thanks to Lincoln Arneal, live best. from Tampa. He got his morning run in this morning and had another radio hit, and now he's you taping the podcast. Running, you think there's a running club over there in Tampa right now of Nebraska media reporters? There's a, there's a couple runners uh, over there. quite the there. contingent. Ser- no, seriously. Just? Out of, I was just, I'm pretty sure uh, I, Luke Mullins might be down there. I think, I don't, yeah. I don't. There's a there's Maybe a lot of runners. Of I know there is a running community in the Nebraska media core, which ten, is funny. And ten and I don't know if this guy's a runner. Ten Eleven actually has their main anchor, not their their sports suits. Guys. No, no, Shamert. Bill, oh. Bill Shamert. Oh. He's down in yeah, Tampa now. Sorry, I met Bill. Yeah, it's yeah. almost well, yeah, like I worked. It's, there, it's almost like I worked with Bill for like four months, and I should know. Yeah, that's neither here nor who there. Who is who at Ten Eleven? Yeah, Bill's great. Yeah. Bill's best. We will get to our volleyball match, uh, national championship picks later on. But I, I want to get into the Husker recruiting, Matt. If you were on social media on Monday night as Jeez. a Nebraska fan, that was your bowl game this year. That's how insane. And and free flowing the Kool Aid was on Monday night with you had the Dylan Riola back in that game news yeah out of nowhere out of nowhere you had the Kyle McCord like oh yeah future cast or Crystal Ball or whatever those recruiting sites say yeah McCord's going to be in Julian Fleming yeah, coming from Ohio yeah, State was going to join him here's the funny thing it was insane I Monday got night. I got tipped off about the McCord and Fleming news yeah okay. And then the Rayola thing happened. Yeah. 
And I call my guy back and I go, the heck's going on? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like we, we had a great combo and I was like, uh, wh- wh- what? And he goes, oh yeah, I forgot to mention that. I'm like, uh, yeah, I mean, that probably would have been a nice little detail. Um, crazy, crazy. It all, I mean, the world fell, fell apart for about two hours of like McCord getting all the crystal balls. And then Rayola all of a sudden just something happened mm-hmm. at Georgia. No, mm-hmm. no one knows what happened at Georgia. Okay. It, it something something happened. It clearly ticked the Rayola family off because at this point, here's if if they were if Donovan or uh, what's his name Dylan. There are too many. There are too many. Well, Dylan is the quarterback. Dylan and Dominic Donovan, is the father. Donovan Dominic, is the uncle. Yeah, and then uncle. Dayton is the brother. Dayton, the brother, um, yes. <laughs> the story of the Rayola. No, Rayola. I know. Anyway, where I'm getting at, if this if they were going to Georgia, you would think. They would put out a post. I'm 100 percent committed. I don't know what anyone is talking about. Right? Like this is crazy. Like we we're bulldogs for life. Whatever. This that. So excited to get with my boys in Athens. Something of that nature. Did non-existent. Non-existent. Didn't happen. Taking taking a visit. So at this point, you have to think that Dylan Rayola is in. And he's on the and way. And it's just a matter of time. And it's a matter it's, of time before it's announced. So he's in town right now. Yeah. Dylan Dylan Raiola is on his official visit. He's had a ton of visits here. They've all been un, of the unofficial variety. Sure. I, I would think the reason he's here is to make it official with Rule, yes. Satterfield, everybody in front of him. So let's talk about McCord. Yeah. He disconnects from Nebraska. Yep. People on social media and people that I talked to were like, why would he break away? Why why wouldn't he want to compete for the job? This, that, and another. Wouldn't that be good for scouts if he were to beat out a five-star and then go? And let me tell you something right now. The best way to get drafted and the best way to raise your draft stock is to play. Okay, mm-hmm. And Kyle McCord left the situation in Ohio State because he wasn't guaranteed the starting job. Right. I'm sure the Rayolas, rightfully so, want to have a fair shot at the starting job next year. Why wouldn't you? The sure. more football you can play, the better you're going to be. Okay? And McCord wasn't budging with that. Do I blame him at all? No. Heck no. Go somewhere else where you're going to play. Go somewhere else where you're going to... You don't have to compete. He left or there a, won't be a five-star yeah. true freshman he, he legacy his, commit coming uh, yeah. in. Yeah. He left a situation in Ohio State for basically the exact same reason. He wasn't guaranteed the starting job. Why would he go to another situation where he isn't guaranteed the starting job? Whatever. I don't... Anyone who has any toward any sort of ill will towards McCord because seemingly he was ready to go for Nebraska and then decided, well, I'm not going to anymore. Rightfully so. So, look, the fall the, the sky is not falling because Nebraska is only going to get one five star quarterback. Okay, so you know you didn't get two. How it is what how it is. quickly everybody like well, forgets? Yeah, yeah. Hey, remember when we had zero yeah, five star exactly. quarterbacks? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I got a question for you, though. Yeah. Historian, has there ever been a more talented QB coming into Nebraska than than more talented QB that we assume or that we think is coming to Nebraska than Dylan Rayola? You mean other than Harrison Beck? You tell me. You tell me. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tommy Frazier. Turner Gill. Was well, he a bigger prospect coming out of... Both of those guys, I think, were right on that level. Like, oh, yeah. Turner Gill, was. it was a big, big battle between Osborne and Switzer. Uh, Tommy Frazier was, I mean, he he wasn't as national a recruit because he ran the option and not everybody else ran sure. the option, obviously. But you knew in terms of the level of player, yeah. like if you had 
the the recruiting machines and all the websites these days if you did a 19 what Turner Gill 1979 Tommy Frazier in 1991 92 yeah. those guys would have been high four stars if not five stars okay. in my opinion that's it like those those are the only names that come to mind in terms of being that good and knowing it before they got to college Dylan Riola I mean you talk about having speed at wide receiver with Malachi Coleman and Jalen sure. Lloyd and 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 what they can do if you get a guy who can just sling it sixty yards, that's that's Dylan Riola. That is the guy tailor made to make those receivers deep threats. Okay, two questions. Yeah. Assuming he commits, yep. assuming he comes to Nebraska, it's his starting job right away, right? You think? And if he doesn't win it from Purdy, is that an indictment? No, so okay. This is this is the thing that I think it's an interesting question. It kind of goes along with the Kyle McCord thing because obviously we're we're suggesting that he went somewhere, and I don't disagree with you. We're suggesting he went somewhere because he wants to be assured that the starting spot. He doesn't want to go somewhere and not play. Yes. That being said, it's not that Kyle McCord is shying away from competition. It's not that it's not that Shubba Purdy and Dylan Riola would be shying away from competition or or that Riola would expect to have the job without any competition. Sure. No, those guys are both expected to put it all out there every single practice. And yeah, while Chubba Purdy has a little bit of experience at the college level, I think the the arm talent will shine through pretty early because you just you're just born with that or you're not. <laughs> and so then true. the 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 second thing is how quickly can Riola pick up the offense. How quickly can he move so, from one progression so to the second? A, that's progress- another. That's another thing. What is the offense? Well, and that's and and you you ask a great question. Yeah, that's another part of this discussion. Who is the quarterbacks coach? Is it going to be Satterfield again, or are they bringing somebody else in? Can they can they even announce that if they have somebody? I, if it's yeah, an NFL guy, maybe I don't know. So all of that ties into this, and that's possibly. Uh, related to you know Dylan Riola being comfortable enough to uh, you know apparently be ready to commit here is that he knows what that plan is yeah. and is very he's very happy with that plan so yeah like we said last week we don't necessarily know what Satterfield's offense is but I have a feeling Riola is not going to be coming here to run the option a la Heinrich Harburg that that being said yeah I I would if, I would fully expect by the fall. That Dylan Riola will will be the guy in the pole position to win this job, and and Chuba Purdy, it's his job to, I mean it's his job to compete for it obviously, but he's got to push he's got to push Riola he's got to be a good teammate if he's going to stay here, and I don't know if he will he will be a grad transfer eligible quarterback he'll be yeah. able to go somewhere and play right away since he'll have his degree he will so I I would think it'll be Riola's to lose. But he will have to do a little bit. To, obviously, he's got he's got to earn it on the practice. Field. He definitely does get the benefit of being a freshman and the benefit of well, if you play him now, you, he can gain more experience. You know, going into year two and year three. At this point, though, like even if you play a guy for a full season, doesn't mean that they're going to come back. I mean, yeah. once again, guy we were just talking about, Kyle McCord. Okay, so let's talk about Danny Kalen. That's right. Supposed to visit. Michigan State, according to Mr. Sean Callahan. Well, hold on. So he was visiting Michigan State. He was supposed to. And that was after all the Riola and McCord news came out. Danny, sorry, background. I should be good at reporting. Um, 
was the number two guy to Rayola the entire time. Rayola decided to go to Georgia. Nebraska pursued Kalen. Kalen committed. He decommitted for Missouri, yep. committed to Nebraska. Brought, um, his, brought his wide receivers from Bellevue West with him. Go T-Birds. Yes. And then the Huskers essentially had a conversation with Kalen and said, look, this is what's going on. We're back in on Rayola. You can go and pursue other things if you would like. Kalen, very smartly, and good for him, got an official visit from Michigan State, mm-hmm. um, according to so Husker he was, Online. He was, he was set to visit this set weekend. To visit. Set now, to visit. Remember, Michigan State now has Jonathan Smith, who came from Oregon State, as head coach. Okay. Jonathan Smith brought Aiden Childs, a highly rated recruit in his own right at quarterback, from Oregon State to Michigan State. And, he transferred earlier this week. And Michigan State did notably lose some quarterbacks, one of them being Sam right. Levitt. He's gone to Arizona State now. Yes. Yep. Who was pursued by the Huskers very yes. briefly until McCord yep. came into the picture. Yep. According to Sean Callahan of Husker Online, uh, Danny Kalen no longer going to East Lansing. So canceled the official. And and uh, the part of that is he's he's solidly committed. Solidly committed to Nebraska. To Nebraska. Who did say we will honor your commit? Yep. Is it a is it a, And this me, is this let is Let me say this. Yeah, go ahead. Quarterbacks are like donuts. Are you going to be mad about having a second donut? <laughs> you know, like like the more you have, some of them have the Bavarian cream, yeah, some, some of them, them have the hole like in the middle with the sprinkles. Filled, you know, are, they're all old different. fashions, all right. At the same yeah, time, you know. are you going to complain? Are yes. you going to be mad about having another donut? No, no. maybe a third or fourth, because then you get filling. Right. Well, and the style like, too. Like, if somebody from your office brings donuts, you're not going to be like, "Oh, I don't uh, like that." Place. I don't like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm going to take a free donut. But you like to have three or four donuts is a little much. But to have like, there's no such thing as not having a second donut. Danny Kalen, donut number two, unfortunately for him, but fortunately, what an analogy for Nebraska. Uh, look, Danny Kalen could very well be the guy. Does he have the God-given arm strength that Dylan Rayola has? No. Is he rightfully, though, a four-star quarterback? Uh, you bet. Did you watch that on three Elite 11 series? Yeah. Uh, he is accurate. Yeah. Kid can throw it. He can sling it. No, no such wrong thing as having another guy there. He's going to compete for the starting job just like Rayola is, just like Purdy is. And you'd think and you hope that he gets just a fair shot as the other two do as well. Yeah. So the the other thing that the Kalen piece kind of ties back to Riola with. So Matt Rule is is obviously a great communicator. You see him all the time. He's on Pat McAfee show really earlier this week. That. So he has also maintained very it would seem very open communication with his recruits, with his quarterback recruits in particular. They told Dylan Riola what was going to happen if he would commit to elsewhere. They say, okay, great, we'll be here. Obvi- I mean, they they didn't burn that bridge clearly. We'll, well be here if you, how can we'll you be burn here if things change when the uncle is on your coaching oh, no, staff. obviously. No, I know, but yeah. they they were they were honest and and they laid out whatever they laid out with Riola and sure. said, "Hey, we're we're always here if you want to transfer home, you know, so to sure. speak." So to speak. And then they went to Kalen and they they got Kalen in and they were honest that, "Hey, we we had a chance at this guy. Now we don't. This was back in the summer. Yeah. Now we want you and he comes in." They get back in with Riola because they were honest with him. Because they I mean they, they stayed in the game. Yeah. And now they're transparent with Kalen. Hey, man, we're backing on this guy. Totally going to honor our commitment with you. Totally up to you what you want to do. Now they have a chance to get both because of that honesty and openness. That's good. With each recruit. That's a good point. That is how you recruit. 
I agree. You can't burn the bridge. You have to stay alive as long as possible because you never know if the team that almost won three straight national championships is going to blow it in the 11th hour. Quick question. Yeah. Before we go to a break here. Now that Kalen, seemingly right, is coming to Nebraska, and we are assuming and fairly confident that Rail is two. So yep. now you have two highly touted quarterbacks, both with four years of eligibility, come to your team. What happens with Heinrich Harburg? The thing that we talked about before last season was, is he a Tight quarterback? End. Yeah. Right? Is I think he, a, he wants to be. No. I well, hey, you have to assume. You, you would you think so. Think. You would think so. And and hey, but credit, he, oh, credit where credit's due. He won all five of Nebraska's did. wins this he year. Did. He started all five of those games. Now we'll say this. He's from Nebraska. Yep. Clearly loves the state. Clearly loves the school. I don't think he is a transferable guy. Like I don't think he's he could easily easily go to a group of 5. Hmm? school yeah and be the quarterback and have them have their lumps or whatever i with jeff sims it makes sense that he enters the portal checks out yep a nebraska guy though like i i I don't like selling the state as much as other people do and the whole nebraska pride thing and all that stuff don't don't get me wrong i get it yeah i get it but i don't know if it's as big of a selling point as things like you have a lot of people who say we need more walk-ons and we need more Nebraska people. We need guys who understand what wearing the end means. Like, yeah. yes and no. There's a there's a balance, right? He is one of those dudes, though. You grow up here, you do have that pride. So it, it it'll be interesting for me to see what he does because you know what? I want to say he could be a tight end, but you got Carter Nelson, you have Fedoni. You essentially you have um, Ingwerson, right? Yeah, um, Eric Ingwerson. You got a, a, a stacked room. Over they got there. almost everybody from the state that they want. So it's like, do you make Maybe him? A, you make him a wide receiver, but it's, he's like almost a little too awkward to be a wide receiver. So then, like tight end. But then, but or maybe then, defense. I don't know. Does he like playing you defense? You make him a linebacker. Oh my god! Can you imagine that? That'd be. I yep. mean, he could do it. He could do it. He's big enough, fast enough. He certainly could. It'll be interesting, though. Yeah. Hey, hey speaking I don't of, think he's yeah. leaving. I don't. I, I don't know anything. But sure. If I had to guess, just based off of demographics and you know everything and, and yeah. where he's born and yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with a kid born from born in Carney. I mean, no. Are just, you born just in like me? Were you yeah. born? Okay. Dang right. I didn't know that. Good Sam. Hey, uh, speaking of linebacker and, and other non-quarterback positions, there were a few important uh, announcements made by uh, a few Huskers who are returning. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. For their next seasons, we will tell you who is back for another round. Uh, they're coming back in 2024. Uh, at least three of them, maybe maybe more. We'll we'll count them up in the break here, and uh, we've got a big hoops game tomorrow uh, as well. We'll get you that right after this here on the K Line Husker Hour. Giving you a complete review of the Huskers news this week. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1499.3 KLIN. Nebraska basketball got a big, big win last weekend. Yeah. Bought a ticket. Yeah, there you go. Caleb was writing. 
Yep. I was like, man, kind of want to go. Get in the building, yeah. Hey, it was a huge must-win performance. I agree. Back well, to get the way. Yeah. No, seriously, for for what they want to get accomplished to make the tournament, must-win game in December. The way they were trending, sure. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't afford to go three straight losses. I agree with that because that that stretch where you started with Creighton, then you had Minnesota, Michigan State, and Big Ten play, and now you've got K State tomorrow. You had to get at least a couple of those Michigan, to feel good about your shot Michigan at the tournament. State, Michigan State, that one will get better with time. They you think just, so? They just need to get their feet under them. They got slapped in the mouth against James Madison, who is apparently now just a powerhouse athletic program. <laughs> Volleyball, basketball. Oh, yeah, we're going to go D1 and just start kicking. Just kicking yeah. butt, dude. Yeah. Um, they got slapped in the mouth and then they played a tough schedule and then they walked into a building and the boys just decided not to miss. Even Sam Hoiberg just threw up a god dang prayer and That's, hit it. Yeah. I mean, the second half, Nebraska, I believe, shot over 60%. They were killing it. And, and the other nice thing about what Nebraska's put together on this roster. Uh, how about those free throws at the end of the game? Hey. You're not worried at all anymore. Like, well, Casey was not the line, but yeah, in no, general. Casey, Hoiberg, Hoiberg yeah. I mean, Rank Mast uh, and, and Bryce Williams, Josiah Alec, well. all of them shoot really had, well from the line. I think they had one game where it was like, all right, here we go again. And then they've been really, really, I think they made 19 out of 21. Don't quote me. I'm not looking at a box score right now. But no, good free throws. Look, yeah. this team just needs to keep their S together in tough times. That's really what it is. They keep their S together and just don't freak out and don't panic and stick to the system and understand what's going on and what they need to do. They're going to be okay. Bryce Williams doesn't need to play hero ball in the last five minutes of every game like he did against Minnesota. He learned that. Go through growing pants. Hey, they weren't going undefeated this year. Okay, no one expected that. So, K State tomorrow, it's going to be a good game. A former uh, last year, they they made it to the tournament. They had a good run. They were they kicked the crap out of Nebraska. Yeah, last year as well. That was a that was a butt whooping. Look, no such thing as a must win game in December. But if they win it, massive momentum, especially in a hostile environment. Hoiberg talked about that yesterday about how important it is for them to learn how to play in a road environment to play away. It, it's it's going to be a good game. It's just dependent on there have been multiple Nebraska teams that have shown up. If the good one does, they can compete in just about any game. Yeah. Simple so, as that. And and the other and, and so the stats, yeah, sixty four percent in the second half overall for Nebraska, eleven of thirteen from the line, thir- in the second half, thirteen of fifteen overall. So they did only miss two. You just just not quite as many. Yeah, and and no, the but other I think it was like nineteen out of twenty one, like third game of the year, or something like that. I don't oh. know. I well, was, they shot twenty eight out of thirty one in one game. Yeah, they, they've they've knocked them down. And the other important thing I think so, uh, uh, Josiah Alec did not play against Michigan yeah. State, so it was incumbent upon Rink Mast to really take the reins and and do it. And thirty four minutes. Uh, he had eight points, fourteen rebounds, and six assists. You want a funny story? I mean, talk about filling up the stat sheet. Rink Mask, yeah. good at basketball, but bit. but when he gets, he's one of those uh, types of players where if he makes his first couple shots, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a good night. If yeah. it's you know yeah. opposite can happen, but at the same time, he's such a dynamic rebounder where if he's not on the score sheet, he still can affect the game. Yeah. Uh, 
quick little story. Was walking downtown a couple nights ago, like you, very well documented on this show. Josiah Alec and I live very close to each other. Uh, he was riding his bike just across Haymarket. I looked, I looked at him. I looked back at the person I was walking with, and I go, I guess he's playing. The giant hair, the the short shorts. You can't miss him. Like, the guy's got to know, <laughs> The rippling right? biceps like, under he, his tank top. If he is riding a bike in downtown A-Market, everyone's going to know. Oh, yeah, there's there's a scout starting power for it. But, yeah, you look good riding the bike. I mean, that was he was quick bike. But, yeah, he's playing. It'll be good. More rebounding, the better. Um, interesting, though, with Hoiberg. He's switching up. He's got... Last year, I think there were times where people questioned the rotations, people questioned the starting lineup, people questioned the minutes. He was hesitant to change them um, and really was forced to change them due to injuries, right? Now he is willingly doing so. We saw Eli Rice got more time. He did, yeah. Uh, We saw Boogie Coleman kind of take a step back in the minutes that he's getting. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Alec maybe doesn't get as many minutes. Um in order, I don't think Matar Jope. I don't. I think that was kind of a Alex out, Matar's in type he played thing. Played for what? One less than a minute. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, maybe we'll see. I think he, there's some experiment to to be done. Yeah, I don't think as much was done in the early games because they didn't have their team right. They didn't have Jawan. They didn't have Tomanaga. They didn't have. Uh, I mean, they still don't have Blaze Keita. Mm-hmm. So it, I think you'll see a little bit more juggling and maybe even a different, a different starting lineup uh, come Sunday. But it'll be a big game. Yeah, Juwan Gary, by the way, uh, started in Alex Place, ultra-efficient, 35 minutes. He scored 20 points on 8 of 11 shooting. Really, really nice game for uh, Juwan Gary. So Nebraska men... Tomorrow, 2 o'clock, 1 o'clock pregame right here on KLI. And the women, uh, they're hosting Southern. Uh, that is on Sunday as well. That's a 11.30 pregame over on the bone. They play Wednesday as well. That's down at Kansas. Four wins in a row, went to East Lansing, dominated. Yeah. Great game. That's quick hoops update. All right, uh, back right after this, uh, we're wrapping things up. And uh, our picks for the Natty tomorrow, Nebraska-Texas, right after this on the KLI and Husker Hour. Husker football, basketball, baseball, and beyond. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, short show. Had to tighten things up. Got a little late start. Quick shifts. We got it done. Uh, yeah, like I said, big thanks to Lincoln Arneal earlier on. Uh, joined us live from Tampa down there covering the Nebraska volleyball team. And uh, if you missed that, if you missed anything from the show, make sure you subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Just search KLIN Husker Hour. Uh, all right. Our picks. Volleyball. Who do you like? Well, I mean, I know who we like, but what do you think happens <laughs> down there in Tampa? Goes five, right? I don't know. I mean, I... Look, I thought that that Pitt match would not end in a sweep. Oh, I I thought it'd be a quick night. Really? I watched Pitt against uh, Louisville. Not impressed, huh? Okay. Well... They just they just kept rolling and just Louisville it was more of a Louisville collapse than it was a pit. Well, it was a, it was a reverse sweep, right? Yeah. I mean, they dropped I the mean, first two sets, I mean, but they were still. I'm not taking anything away. They made yeah. the final four. Pitt's a great team. Sure, sure. I thought the matchups were good, though. The only reason why I thought the matchups were good was because I read Lincoln Arneal and he said the matchups were good. Yeah. So yeah, I go with that. I go with Lincoln says. Um, you think it goes five? No, ex- I'm not a volleyball expert. I don't claim to be a volleyball expert. I probably will never be a volleyball expert. I This is not a deep dive analysis. This is just the nature of sports. It's going five. 
I think Nebraska sweeps them. Yeah. So I Texas think Texas is I, a team that got on a hot streak. They got an 11-0 run in that third set. Yeah, but they're, na- they're and they just buried Wisconsin they're defending national champions. They are. And guess who's going to be defending national champions yeah, yeah, next yeah, yeah, year? Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't. I don't think. I disagree with Lincoln. Once again, I just said that I agree with everything that Lincoln says, but now I disagree. I don't think it's four. I don't think this is a four set. Neither do I. I think this is one or the other. It is either like nail-bitingly close yeah, or a sweep. Yeah. that. So, I mean, just... And then if you're a Nebraska fan, too, you're like kind of wishing, God, I... You're like... I really wish we didn't drop that set against Arkansas. That's probably what you're thinking. Because to yeah. go the entire tournament and yeah. just sweep it would I mean, be... They'd be let, me, let me say this real quick. If they won that this game tomorrow yeah. in a sweep, yeah. how are they not like one of the greatest volleyball teams ever? Look, just going back through the whole season, I mean, obviously you have the, the stadium match, Volleyball Day yeah. Nebraska. You have the, whatever, 90-second rally against Kentucky... Yeah. That Nebraska ended up winning, and it was just incredible. You have Laney Choboy like diving into the I mean, seats, you got, you got the win and then against, taking out John Cook earlier in the tournament. Like you got, you got the win against Wisconsin at the bottom. The comeback in the fourth set. Oh. Yeah, no, it'd be a storybook. But I'm just saying, like, how wouldn't you consider them the greatest team? Ever, I w- we would have to talk to like a national. Can we get like Emily, obviously? Well, can we get Emily Eamon on the show. Do we have hey, enough poll like that? Yeah, I don't know. It just I mean, in terms of Nebraska history, this would be the sixth national championship. Uh, it would be the third of those six that they beat Texas in the championship. Oh, game, I the watched way. the last Texas game. That was a good game. And in, and in two thousand, Nebraska went undefeated. Like they didn't lose at all in two thousand. Okay. John Cook's okay. first year. So that's the competition. Granted, I don't know that there was maybe a uh, but the, a yin to the yang like Wisconsin this year was. But, but I will say this and. I don't think John Cook would disagree with me. The quality of athlete now compared to the quality of athlete 20 oh, yeah. year, 23 years ago. Big difference. Yeah. Even he's admitted it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That kids coming out of high school are way more prepared now than ever before. Which is good because Nebraska a had sport. a class of five freshmen and four of them are playing significant roles on this sport. year's team. It's a great sport. And yeah. they're going to get the platform they deserve. I, I mean, look, Jared Elliott said it. Head coach of Texas, Celtics Lakers, and, and the NCAA could not be more happy to have these two teams. I'm sure like if Coastal Carolina and James Madison were playing, they'd be happy as well. But I think they're a little bit happier that Texas and Nebraska are going at it. Oh, the number is going to be insane. Oh, massive. All right, that's at 2 o'clock. Obviously, you want to turn your TV down and turn up the radio. It's over on B107.3, 1 o'clock pregame show for the 2 o'clock first serve. That's going to do it for us. Thanks to Lincoln Arneal. That's Matt McMaster. I'm Cole Stukenholtz. Natty tomorrow. Go Big Red.